Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Yep, it's unreal, uncensored, and we're on Womanla, and we're giving power to the voices that are unheard and the voices that are unapologetic about who they are. I am Pumima Shekho, it's six minutes past 12, and that was just Duncan trying to cheer me up all day, all day. I've been freaking out. I'm like, actually, it's been more than a day. I must say, it's been more than a day, and I was thinking, this... How am I going to get myself in in psych for today's show? And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to share with you some of the egg that I currently have. You know, it's like things like everything that's on the news. Serena Williams wins 21 Grand Slams and is on top of the game and the most that the world can make headlines about. And social media, everybody's just talking about her ass. Like, really... You know, and really, Serena Williams' ass is just another black girl's ass. You know, I was reading this morning on the, in the paper and I'm reading about ovarian cancer and breast cancer and bone marrow cancer and the fact that they get increased by sitting around, which irritates me completely. Like leisure sitting is what they call it. Like what's leisure sitting, right? Sitting and watching TV, leisure sitting, sitting by the pool, reading Leisure sitting. And what does it get you? Ovarian cancer. Women can't get a break. It's not testicular cancer. It's ovarian cancer. It's breast cancer. Women have to get out there and exercise. But men can have like big boobs, you know? And then it's my worst one. Working hard. Working hard trying to raise a good black man, right? I have, I'm playing Michael Jackson in the car and my son says to me, Michael Jackson sounds like Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. The king of pop, he says, sounds like Justin Bieber. That irritates me tremendously. Donald Trump ranting about America, ranting about Mexicans and ISIL and wars in Africa. And nobody asks where they get those guns. Nobody asks where they get those like cool cars they're driving around on when I watch CNN. Um, Cause that's just fighting with the ANC, fighting with the SACP. Everybody's fighting with each other. We're talking about red parents not paying pap health. And then somebody said to me, what's pap health? I was like, ah. More black girl problems. Do white girls know what pop health is? Like maintenance. And I'm actually irritated that the newspapers want to tell us about pop health. And I'm just thinking, oh, can girls get a break? Can we love ourselves? Can we love each other? And it's like everybody's talking about Nelson Mandela Day. And I'm thinking, I want to talk about more than just 67 minutes. 67 minutes in a whole year. And so I'm hoping these two ladies can cheer me up because they're doing some good work, some great work with Future Forward SA. And it's more than just 67 minutes, ne? More. Okay. Yeah, because this is radio, ne? You can't just nod your head, girls. I've got Nomatamba Kanyule is a director of the company that runs, and I've got the, one of the ambassadors here. But before we go there, I wanted to chat with... um is she available? Is she on the line? Is she there? We had a couple of weeks ago, I had a bunch of young women in the studio and there was so much fun and energy about them and they were doing awesome stuff as well and they were putting together a camp. Um, they called Leading Voices of Tomorrow and they were putting together a camp for the first week of these past school holidays with a whole lot of girls. Um, and about careers and about making the right choices for girls. So besides all of that are the bad news that's out there. Um, Njabulo. Yes, hi, hi. Good morning. Is it still morning? Oh, it's not morning anymore. It's midday. It's midday, Jabulo. <laughs> so, you've had your camp. How was it? Um, actually, for me, uh, we haven't had the camp yet. We had part of it, um, but not the whole getaway thing. That is still going to come up in October. 
Um, we've had a few disappointing reasons why it hasn't happened yet. We're still looking for sponsorships, but we have been working very, very hard with the girls. Um, overall, just to give you um, a background on everything that's happened so far, um, we received about 187 applications across the whole of housing. Um, and this is ranging from different areas of housing, Tendisa, Amanskral, the West Rand, you know. Um, and after going through these applications, then we ended up with 55 um, pre-selected girls who were invited to an event on the 16th of June. And this event, uh, we were hosted by Momentum and Centurion, where the girls had to present on issues that are facing their communities and any um, solutions they would come up with to, to try and um, fix these issues. And we had quite a number of speakers on the day. Um, you were there for me. Uh, you graced us with your presence. Um, you gave the girls a talk about uh, making right decisions in life. We had Mamiru uh, Mushidi. She gave us a conversation about um, future choices and career choices. We had Rami Chweni, who gave us a conversation about um, the life of a celebrity. And we also had Ukiya Mudise Moloto, who also then came in and talked about um, demands and challenges of life and just had a conversation with the girls of hope. So, uh, so that is just some of the stuff that we've been busy with. So oh, far. a conversation of hope. I love hearing that girls doing it for themselves. A conversation yeah. of hope. And so you had your week-long engagement. And who are some of the, the standout speakers for you that were in the week-long engagement? Um, I think personally for me, ooh, I mean, it would be on the 16th. Um, I mean, she just came in and just gave the girls such a broad spectrum on um, careers and what is out there and how to make it personal to you. If you're the type of person who enjoys a certain thing or who doesn't like being indoors or who doesn't like numbers, then you can't be in a certain um, career, you know. Um, and I think another um, speaker which I really appreciated was on the 29th of June, we had our executive breakfast at the Yamaha Conference Center. Um, and uh, that happened um, here in, I think it's in Woodland, yes. And uh, that was the official launch of the LVOT program. And our guest speaker of the day was Unumbumele Nomadisa, who is an executive at Bidvest. Um, I think she just graced us with her presence. And, you know, she just, she made it so tangible for us and all the girls who were there to say, girls, it doesn't matter where you come from. If you have all the support that you need from family, if you work hard and you push yourself and you drive yourself, you will get to where some of us are today. I think she just made it that much of a reality to say it is possible. It's not only a dream, but it does happen. Yeah, it's not only a dream. That's so cool. That's yeah. a, Actually, you know what? You're making me feel better already. All morning, I've been feeling a little bit grumpy. And now just hearing about all the stuff that you girls are doing for yourselves makes me yeah. feel good. Oh, to me, it is so exciting. I think for myself, sitting on uh, on the team, I'm watching these girls and I'm seeing the little changes already, you know, just spending one or two days with them. You're just seeing already the changes in the way they they greet you and, and they etiquette and in how, you know, one day they'd walk in grumpy and the next day they're walking with a big smile on their faces because they're realizing how big this opportunity is for them, you know. Um, they went on from their breakfast to go on to um, have a, a mentorship program where they went on to a, a, a few companies like IBM, like Teve, like Bidvest, and they did some job shadowing there. And gosh, when they came back, they could not stop telling us how wonderful it was, how they've learned that this company does that, and this company might be an IT company, but there's so many other fields involved. And it is 
Oh, I think I think we've lost her. Oh man, that that is actually making me feel so much better. They were in here; they were amazing. They were so full of energy, and they were ambassadors too, like you, Master Chaba. And they were beside themselves, just talking about all the stuff that they were doing. So that makes me feel that makes me feel like sisters uplifting each other. So welcome to the show, girls. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. No matter. <laughs> I, I want to start with you. So first of all, you. You helped me out because you agreed at the very last minute to come and chat with me and talk about your company and what does it do. Yeah, that was my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, These sisters do help each other out. Definitely, definitely. So what what is it? Your company, Future Forward SA, is one of the programs that you run. And and it's a career guidance program that you run for schools in the Gauteng area and in Bumalanga. Bumalanga, Yeah. And in Bumalanga. So... What exactly does that mean? I mean, there's so, like, there's LO teachers. Why do we need another company doing this? Okay, um, just to take you back. Okay, e- e- our company is not Future Forward. Future, the company is Tytone. Yes. Yeah. Tytone PTY. Um, Future Forward, like you said, is a program that is run under, under Tytone. And we don't, re- it's not only, our plan is not to only focus on Gauteng and Bumalanga. However, being all of us coming from, as the directors coming from Eguruleni, we felt it would only be great for us to start where we actually come from. So the program started running in Eguruleni. However, the, the Bumalanga Department of Education, um, Provincial Department of Education, saw the program and they saw a need for us to take it through there when we went and actually... Um, sent, when we actually sent them our proposal. So they loved it and they, um, supported the program and we've actually been rolling it out in Pumalanga. So that's how we went there. But the plan is to roll it out throughout the country. Um, bit so, by bit. So I, I know, even know when I looked at you when you arrived and I was just like, ooh, lo si si, man, too serious. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. And then I actually realized that you're just a young person. Yeah. Right. What is it that made you think this is the thing that you want to do? Help other people, help young people figure out the world. I'm looking at this toolkit, this career development toolkit that you've got. Right. Yeah. And it's so thick and there's so many things in here. I'm just like, I didn't even know some of the things that I (laughs) actually. Yeah. And I know a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) There's always so much more that, that we, we, we don't know out there, but I think it was passion. Um, I think a lot of us as South Africans can see that there's a lot of things that, um, we all need to, for us to take this country forward, all of us need to put in something and all of us need to contribute instead of us all always complaining, complaining, complaining about the government. Oh, but it's so, so nice to complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to get us anywhere. So. As as young people, I think we saw a need, we identified a need, and we thought some of us must actually stand up and do something about it. And that's how the idea of Future Forward came came about. Because we'd always sit and chat about why is it that a lot of us, I think um, it, it would also happen to me, a lot of us when we, we go into our metric exam, not even knowing why we are writing this exam, or not even knowing what you post here. Only when you get your metric certificate, you start running around in January, you trying to find an institution. And a lot of the time you end up not doing anything or you end up pursuing something that is, will tot- will make you miserable for the rest of your life. So I think some of the discussions that we used to have, 
um, led to us starting coming up with this with this program. Initially, when we started, when the program started, the idea was to have a, an annual expo, a huge expo that's going to run. Um, the idea is that at some eventually the expo is going to run nationally. Uh, we're in all provinces. We are going to have this expo, an educational career expo that focuses solely on high school students. However, as we were working on the idea, we realized that an expo, a once of expo is not enough because I think kids go to expos all the time. Um, and they really? pick up, well, there aren't a lot, there aren't enough expos, but there are expos that are out there. But I still think that the impact is not, um, that much because you pick up all these pamphlets, you go to all these stalls, you pick up pamphlets. I mean, it's good. It's good for information sharing. However, sometimes, um, as soon as you get into the bus, some of the stuff you, you look at it for the last time. You get home, you throw it somewhere in your bedroom and you forget about it. Um, so while expos are good, we also felt that we need to have something continuous that is going to be something that's going to be sustainable. And the idea of school visits then came and we thought, okay, leading up to the expo, let us go to schools, engage learners about this. Cause what we've done is feature forward is we've come up with a framework that, um, takes the learner through all the steps they they need to research on in order for them to make an informed decision on their career. So we go to schools, we talk to learners about this framework. These are the steps that you need to research on. I'll take you through the steps a bit later. All the steps. (laughs) As you are saying framework, I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is government speak. Who pays for this? Uh, (laughs) Actually, we've been, it's been very tough because we've been doing it, especially in how things literally from our pockets. So some of the people who have been asked from the oh, beginning, really love this thing. from the beginning, we've it. been trying to get sponsorship. It's been very hard. I think I, I could, the lady that spoke to you on the phone, um, I could share her, her frustration when she said some of the things they couldn't do. Like we've had to postpone the expo in Gauteng over and over because of issues of sponsorship and funding. So it gets very hard. However, you, when you believe in something, you just carry on pushing and working on it. Um, so, so it has been very hard. Um, yeah, but <laughs> the word framework does not come from. <laughs> it does. It sounds like government speak. I'm like, hey, is it? Well, we do work very closely with the departments because obviously for us to work with learners, we have to work with the Department of Education. Um, we've been working with districts because you can't get into schools without going through the districts. You have to get permission. So we have been working with the districts. We have been working with the Department of Education um, or you know, finding each other. Like I said, in Bumalanga, we've definitely been working with the de- provincial department of education there. Um, I think they really saw a need for it. Uh, we've gone to some schools there in the far rural areas where we've presented the, we've got, cause what we do then we take partners with. So institutions, private companies or municipalities, whoever has anything that has something to do with um educate around that's something to do with education for learners so whether it's bursaries internships any information um programs that they have so we we invite them to come and also speak about whatever it is that they offer for the learners and then we as future forward then go through this um framework <laughs> of information that they need to research on yeah and then like um i've got the lady so with Master me here. Chava, okay, I want to know yeah. about the ambassadors. Everybody's like an ambassador. So yeah. all of a sudden, everybody wants to be an ambassador, kind of representing <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was actually going to say, young people, but actually, 
I'm going to stop saying young people. Once you hit 20, you're no longer you're young You're not people. young. <laughs> yeah, you're no longer young people. And this came to me this morning when I, when I was listening and I was sitting out here and I was listening to, um, to Gareth's show and they were talking to Michael Flax, one of the guys. And he like still lives at home. Is he still here? <laughs> and I was like, ah, not at that age. So now when I, when you hit 20, I also say young people. Oh, okay. You are the older young people. You must be a good example. So tell me about ambassadors. <laughs> okay. Um, what we do under the program of Future Forward, there's also another program which we call School Visits that Nomatemba spoke about. Now, we are the ambassadors. We go to the schools and we emphasize on the framework. What we do, we... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> Emphasis on the framework. Yes. Um, what we do, we actually um, encourage the learners to, to research because far too often we learners leave the school not knowing what they want to do and not aware of the opportunities, big opportunities waiting for them out there. I, for one, um, when I was in matric, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And I ended up doing a course I didn't know what it was about because I was not about staying at home and doing nothing. Because you know what? I passed my matric, so I have to do something. So I just I just ended up there and did something that didn't matter, something that didn't really make sense to me. And I remember when I went to my interview and Nomatemba was interviewing me and it ended up being a conversation because we were speaking about something that we, we both like. It was, it so, was us discussing so are you, this. So what are you, are you a good example or are you a terrible warning? That could go. <laughs> <laughs> could be a bit of both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I, I mean, do you do you go to the school visits and say to the kids, if you don't go through all of this, you know, you you find you waste your time, you find yourself in a place where you don't want to to be, you know, or do you go there and just only talk about the framework? No, no, no. We 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 actually tell them about the results of not planning, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, you might end up not knowing what you want to be, you might end up being a headless chicken. You know, mm-hmm. just going there and there, not knowing exactly where you're going. So we're saying, um, and usually when we do these school visits, we go with motivational speakers, people who would actually put an emphasis on this framework of ours. Like, you know what, <laughs> if you don't have a plan, uh, so God help you. So have you got a plan now? I do. Yeah, what's your I, 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 I do this every day. I mean, these kids actually, these learners actually encouraged me to go research because we went to an expo in Pumalanga and one of the learners said to me that I want to be a morphologist. A who? A morphologist. Okay. Yeah, you and, for, and for, for a you second, for, for a second I was lost and I asked her, what do morphologists do? It's like, no, they, they study ro- uh, frogs. Like they study frogs. I'm like, mm. so I really need to do my research. So being, uh, being in touch with so much and having to have so much knowledge and go out there research actually builds a plan for me as well. And it says, you know what, you have to do something about your life. You need to be an example to these learners. And when you start speaking to them and saying them and saying to them, you know what, I was once that learner who didn't have a plan. And I realized after high school, and it's not all of us who would actually... um fail and get up again, who'd actually fall and get up again, you know. So you might not be lucky that you didn't choose something that's right for you to get up again. But don't don't even want to go that route. You have a choice of going the right route now. Plan, research and go out there. Live your dream. So Nana, how long have you guys been doing this? Um we started in twenty twelve. Yeah, I think I know we started talking about it in twenty eleven and, and I yeah, started in twenty twelve. Mm. Yeah, um, in the company, it's me and two gentlemen, 
Um, so there's three of us as directors of the company. I want to take you through this because we keep saying framework, and I'm sure you're thinking, what are they talking about? <laughs> just, just to, ta- just to, um, maybe summarize it. What it is, is it's, it's, the steps that we think are necessary for the kids to research. And firstly, um, what it is that they want to do, that would be a question that, um, and then once they've figured that out, they must check if it's aligned to their personalities or is it something that they think that, or do they know what that person does? Because sometimes you might think, because you've got an uncle who's a lawyer who seems very successful when you look at him, you think you want to become a lawyer. But do you know what a lawyer actually does? When he goes into his office every day, what, what, what does he actually do? So we always try and get them to understand that. And then after understanding that, look at it again and look at yourself and ask yourself, is it something that you think you'd be able to do or you want to do? And then what subjects are you doing? Are they aligned to whatever it is that you want to do? Do you know how you're supposed to pass? What course are you supposed to doing at tertiary um, to, to qualify to become whatever it is you want to become? Do you understand the industry? Even if you look at our booklet, it speaks about the industry. It actually explains what the industry, different industries are. Um, for instance, if you want to become a chartered accountant and you don't make it um, to the board exam, what other careers can you pursue within that industry? Um, so they need to understand all of that as well. If you want to become an engineer, you don't make it to university. Can you still become an engineer through going to an FET? They now call them what, TVET colleges. Through going, yeah. Tibet. I've Tibet, yeah. So it's all of that. And most importantly, how are you going to finance for your studies? Um, do they know most companies that. Especially when you go out into the rural areas. Yes, because. So I hear that, okay? I can hear you talk to the learners, you give the learners that kind of support. What about. What about parents? What about parents and teachers and the people around them? I think about when I was mm. even, I mean, even then, back then in donkey years, in olden days time, as my child <laughs> when I was, th- when, when I was thinking about what it is that I wanted to do and, and I had a lot of stuff, you know, and mm. then back then it was still very, very, very few people who did stuff in media. And I know that one of the things that was my my toughest experience was explaining it to my parents. Yeah, shame because yeah. selling the idea to my parents and then making them believe Uguti, it's that it's a viable right. yes. thing. You know. So what about what about that? Is it do you only concentrate on learners or is it a holistic approach? Um, to be honest, we mostly talk to we we've not had access to the parents. Uh, we, we've mostly been focusing on the learners and we work together with the, in the schools where we've actually implemented the ambassador program. We, we work together with the LO teachers because some of this stuff, you'll hear the teachers say, we've taken them through this, but maybe it's sometimes I'm not, I'm not saying that maybe they don't do it. Maybe when the kids hear it from someone, an outsider, a young person who can relate to Eka, maybe some of the experiences that they go through, maybe they, it, it makes more sense. Um, so, so we worked very closely with the LO teachers at the school and the LO, cause usually you have an LO HOD and an LO teacher. So we work closely with them. We've not had access to the, to the parents. What we also do with the ambassador program is we, how, what the ambassador program is, we take young people like Umas Chaba, the lady that's with me here, who are unemployed from the area. Um, so if we are in Guatemala, for instance, we take young people from around Guatemala, in and around Guatemala, we allocate schools for them. So they work. So once we've done the school visit, visit and we move on to other schools, so they stay in that area and they carry on working with the learners, making sure the learners implement, assisting them to research, how to research, how to get the information. And that's why she's saying they also learn as they go along because 
we always say if you, there's nothing wrong with saying you don't know if a learner asks, but make sure you find out. Um, so, so even for the learners. And then we've also appointed, we're in a process of appointing, or we actually have school ambassadors, so learner ambassadors. So these ones are field ambassadors from outside. And then we've got school ambassadors where we take learners from the school. They went through a process of writing essays to motivate why they think they want to become future forward ambassadors. So we're going to take a few because obviously we can't do a thousand kids at a go. So we're taking about 10, 15, 20, maybe depending on the number of kids in the school. Um, we try and take two or three per grade that then they go under, they undergo the future forward training. So they are then taken through similar processes as the field ambassadors and we'll be taking them through training on Confidence, presentation skills, workshops, doing workshops, at, and hoping that they, they will then go back to the school and assist their peers. Cause sometimes you find it easier to talk to your peer about these things than maybe your teacher, depending on the relationship. So hopefully it's going to trickle down, um, with time. So I, I want to know a little bit more about the women behind. So the, the, the woman behind the passion, I hear a lot of the passion when we talk about future forward, I hear that. Yeah. And, and when you talk about the ambassador, Masachaba, you know, I hear a lot of that, but I want to, I want to know more about who you are and what it is that has made you want to do good work mm. more than any other thing and for definitely more than 67 minutes. <laughs> Hi, Dave from A1 Builders in Pretoria. Yeah. It's Dan. I found your number on the internet and I need you to build me a room, the purpose of which I cannot disclose. What? Fine. It's a sunroom. Can you start immediately? It's 4 a.m. I'm sure it's 4 a.m. somewhere, Dave, but here in SA, it's 10. You mean USA? There's more than one Pretoria out there. For the quickest and most efficient way to find what you're looking for, start your search with yellowpages.co.za or download the app. Yellow Pages, for local, reliable results. Um, some feel-good music. And I see Katleho dancing along. She said it's her favorite song. Whoop, whoop. I love the song and it always makes me feel a little bit better. It always makes me feel a little bit, a little bit better. And it really is. It's about love. You know, at, at the end of the day, when, when we're complaining about service delivery, when we're complaining about what's right, what's wrong, what's not working, who's fighting, who's this, when all of the bad things in the world. And I was saying to somebody also a little bit earlier that when you are hating people, when, when actually the problem is not whether the people are black or white. It's just people under general. They are all irritating. And, and everybody's just an evil bugger. <laughs> that's, that's when you have to remind yourself that it's actually, it's about the love. It's about the love for what you do. It's about the love for, for yourself. It's about the love for the people around you. And uh, when we, when we were on, on the break and I was just chatting with the ladies about if they're happy and comfortable <laughs> with the conversation. <laughs> Nana says to me, I really want to talk about because, you know, one of the things that, that really got her moving in this direction is finding yourself working, um, with a lot of people. So you're politically involved. I did ask Ugutu what's politically involved. <laughs> Turns out she's the regional what what. She's in the region and she's top brass. This is good connections to have here in the studio. Top brass in the political centers. But Nana, you were saying that, you, you know, we see a lot of and complain a lot about mm. the government, about the politics, about what's happening. But you working on the ground with the people see a different perspective? Um, well, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a different because the complaints are there But In a sense Yoguti, Some of the people who sit and complain 
um, should get up of their people, and do yes, something. Like people who are have a job, live in a nice house, you know, live in and not really being concerned. You you complain about what's happening out there. People are not working. What 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 what? But you you are comfortable in your own space and you are doing nothing to assist those people that you complain about. So I was just saying that um, I find that a lot. I find that. So unfair, Guti. A lot of, you know, I know a lot of young people who, who have stood up with the little that they have and tried to make a difference. And, you know, touching one person is better than doing nothing. Um, so me writing on social networks and swearing at people, complaining, like you're saying, Guti, and just being miserable and just hating everybody, hating this, hating the government, hating everything is not going to help. It's not going to help South Africa move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us, I think, need to do whatever little we can to, to contribute. So one woman can make a difference. One woman definitely can make a difference because, um, like we say with our ambassador program, that's why we start with 10 children in a school of a thousand five. The 10 children, it's better to t- t- make a difference with the 10 than nothing at all because the 10, if they touch one person each or two people each, then it's, you've, you've touched actually 30 people or 40 people and it grows like that. So the little that you can do and sacrifice really really goes a long way but so how does how does nana the woman we're talking about good people doing good things mm. right we're talking about doing good work for more than just 67 minutes mm. it is nelson mandela day on saturday a lot of us are going to be putting on our social media the good things that yes. we're doing just for that hour Cleaning and seven houses. minutes Cleaning Building. the streets, <laughs> whatever. but you're saying this is what you do all day, every day. And the, the, but the, the sacrifices that you're talking about that you make. Do you have a family? Do you have kids? Do you have a husband, a boyfriend, a girlfriend? <laughs> what about those people? Are they part of your sacrifice too? Um, I have a son. I have a 12 year old son who's turning 13 this year. Very sweet boy. And, um, does he think Michael Jackson sounds like Justin Bieber? Um, I'm not sure actually. <laughs> I feel like I'm failing as a not. mother. When it comes to that one, I feel like I'm failing as a parent. I hope not. Um, but these kids surprise you. I guess it's all these things that they talk about at school. Yeah. Um, look, sometimes I really feel like, you know, when you sit at, at, at night and you question yourself, what am I really doing? Because I'm so busy. It's business is my, um, like I said, my political involvement and a lot of, a whole lot of other things that I do. Sometimes I really feel like this poor child is not getting the best out of me because his time is shared with so many other different things. But you just have to pray about it and pray that, um, you know, God guides you in the right direction because you are trying to make a difference out there. Um, sometimes I really sacrifice his time to do other things. You get home at night and being self-employed and a single mother makes it even harder. Is it worth it? Sure. <laughs> I think, I think it is worth it because I think as you, you learn that in life, it's not only about you and, and your di- immediate surroundings. Um, it's definitely worth it when you see that little girl who maybe has a mother who's irresponsible. You know, when you touch someone else's life and you see how, how much of a difference it makes to them. It definitely makes it worth it. Master um, Chaba is nodding violently. <laughs> violently <laughs> agreeing. Do you agree? I agree. I agree. Why? Um, <laughs> um, I'm a mother myself. Um, 
And Master Chaba, I must have you back here to have that conversation. You're a mother yourself. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a mother, a single parent, and I'm involved in the community policing forum, trying so hard to fight crime, and we're having meetings like your crazy meetings, agent meetings. Crime, crime never stops. Like you know what? So. Being out there touching other people is just knowing that I changed somebody's life. You know, just knowing that I gave somebody a different perspective to life. Because some people are out there and they're saying, I have no hope. Some people are out there and like, no, I mean, this is a family tradition. It's like a curse. This is where we end up at home. And to a point where some families, if you pass me a trick, it just, you just pass me a trick. It's like you did the greatest thing and that's where it ends. You know, so, but going out there and telling people that there's more to life than, than just this, it's, it's actually great. And because you, you know that one day, even if they don't come back to you and say, you know, it's because of the things that you said that I am, I am today, but looking at them moving forward, you're like, you know, I think, I think I changed them. I think I said something that made them move that direction. So it's, it's just about that, changing people's life and touching lives out there. Do you have success stories, Nana? Um, I have, I have a few, well, directly, indirectly so, um, you know, it's when you have somebody like there's a boy that we assisted as, um, a group of young people, we used to have workshops in, in, I'll say in my ward, in my branch, that's politically where we try and bring I mean, when you also don't have resources, it's not that easy, but we make an effort to try and bring information, um, to young people, um, about furthering their education. So we, we would take young people who are unemployed and try and bring somebody, even as far as getting just an SRC president from an FET college or something to just come and speak to them. And there's a boy who in one of our meetings actually stood up and said, you know, because I would, I would always ask myself, who is this boy? But I didn't know he would come to meetings. Regularly and very consistently, but I didn't know that he, he, it's because we actually helped him and he stood up and he said he just wants to say thank you because from the one meeting that he attended, um, a year or two prior to that, um, we were talking about assisting, you know, um, giving them information on, I think it was then it was about FETs and the fact that you are actually given money to you even get a bursary to study and to tr- for transport money to go to school. And he's one of the people who took the opportunity and went to school. And before that, he was somebody who was just sitting at home with no hope. Um, post-metric, parents don't have money, no hope for anything. And he started attending. He got a bursary through the, um, I think, NAFSAS. He got a bursary, money to go to school. And he was actually, I think, at that time doing his N6 or something. And he was saying that he already is employed. Because there's a company, you get companies that go to these colleges scouting for young people. And he was getting distinctions. And they already, he was already working for them on weekends. And he was um, certain that he had a job. Like he was, he was, um, he was already basically employed, just waiting for him to finish and he'd be working. That was a very touchy story because I didn't even know that um, he had benefited from that, that workshop. So some of these things, like Master by saying, it it's it really makes it worth it when you see such because by changing that boy's life he he is now employed he's able to probably assist his parents taking the others his siblings through school 
and, 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 and it all trickles down. So, and also by talking to these learners, we get our Facebook page is Future Forward Essay. We get a lot of feedback as well on our Facebook page. Um, some of the kids saying, thank you so much. I now understand, you know, and, and saying, because a lot of them really don't have hope, especially our brothers and sisters coming from, you know, townships or rural areas. Sometimes because a lot of our parents did not go to school, it's difficult for them to encourage us to study further, even when there's no money. A lot of our parents don't know that there are bursaries, there are opportunities out there, even if, because I think these days there's no excuse for any young person um, to not do anything, to not further their studies, because their companies are giving bursaries, um, institutions are giving bursaries, municipalities are giving bursaries. So it's just up to you as a young person to do that research and, and I think work hard and make sure that you pass in order for you to qualify. So Future Forward, um, so Titone is making a difference through Future Forward essay. Yeah. Um, you're also involved on a political level in your, in your ward, um, um or in your, in your region. district, in your region. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think knowing what you know and seeing what you see, do you think, do you think you're doing enough? Do you think there's enough being done? Definitely not. No, it's definitely not. Um, <laughs> the fact that you still find a lot of young people thinking there's no hope means that there isn't enough, even just there isn't enough information um, going out there. So, so there's definitely a whole lot more that I still need to do. And um, okay, we, we've got <laughs> Duncan is harassing me. We've got a caller, Tabiso. Okay. Hi, how are you doing? Hello, are you on the line? Yeah, how are you doing? Um, good, good, good. Tabi, so thanks for calling. The ladies are listening. Yeah, um, I just, uh, I just want to give big ups to the ladies. I mean, um, I just, I was just listening from uh, when the show started at twelve, and I mean the stories that they're telling and uh, helping uh, our young people out there. I mean, they were just in Bombela just a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks back, and I just had a time to chat to uh, to the guys that were attending their classes. And I just have to say, yeah, you know what, you, you, you guys are doing, you, you guys are doing big. And I mean, obviously, um, I'd love to believe that both of them, Maschaba and the other lady, they're coming from challenging backgrounds. But taking the step of saying, fine, I come from this background, but I don't want to see anyone who's coming from the very same background just losing their life like that. You guys, you guys are amazing. Oh wow, that's oh, amazing! Thank you so much. Thank you, Tabiso. No problem. <laughs> Thanks. Thank Thanks you so for much. calling us, Tabiso. All right. Cheers. So, Master Chaba, maybe let me ask you. You, you've had. You, I, I don't know the full background of the story, um, but it sounds like you've you've had some challenges. You know, you came out of high school and you weren't sure where you wanted to be, and you tried something out, and it didn't work out for you. And now you, uh, how old's your child? Five, five. Okay, yes. so now you're also raising a toddler. So that doesn't sound easy. Not at all. But do you have hope? I do. What's your hope? Well, um, <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I do have hope. Um, I actually have two kids, five and three, in and Bokang. I'm a single parent and, um, it's, it, with Wogang actually it's, it's a story I, for another day. <laughs> yeah, it's, Why? It, it is Why? a story for another day. 
Because, Why? Tell us the top line. Uh, um, because I never, I, I never really talk about it because I never, I never want to get to a point where I say I'm a victim of something. Hmm. That's why I never, I never touch much into it. And I, I think, um, going out of and coming out of that situation and it has helped me be the woman that I am and saying, you know what? I am not going to stand up there and say I'm a victim. This is what happened. This is what uh, they are both my kids and <laughs> I, I'm not about to label any, any of them, you know, so, um, yes. And there is hope because I've got loving parents. My mother and my father, I, 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 I couldn't trade them for anything. They, they so loving. They so supportive. And most of all, they, they ask me what I want. They, they support me in every decision that I make. And, and that gave me hope that, you know what, whatever decision that I'm going to make with my life and, and my kids, <laughs> I'm going to get full support, you know, and it's, it pushes me every day to move forward. And every opportunity that I get, I wake like nobody's business. I, at some days I'd, I'd have sleepless nights thinking about the next day and thinking about my kids will not grow up like I grew up. My kids will go to the best schools. My my kids will, will look at the future bright from the beginning, you know, because I went to high school, I matriculated. Okay, I've always been a bright learner and um got to UJ and I was told that I cannot do um a degree in accounting because I did mostly tracing. Oh, that was sad. I have to do some four years something. I'm like, no, I'm an A student. How can I do something four years where I can do it in three years? No, there's no way. And I ended up doing something different and I didn't find joy in it. I didn't understand it. I just, it was not for me. It, it was not for me. And that's, that's why future forward means so much to me because you know what? At some point I dropped out. I became a facilitator teaching accounting and business to a school in Takane and we, I, I did that. I did that. And I, and I realized that so many learners are in the same trap as myself. They encourage them that you're good in this. Go that route. You're good in this. You can do it. Take mess literacy. Take accounting. Take this. Take this. Take this. And nobody gives them a chance to ask them, what are you good at? What do you want to do? What do you think aligns with you? What makes sense to you? And I, I, I realized that in so many learners and I said, you know what? This is me. Future Forward found me and I am out there to say to the learners, do what works for you. Find yourself, find your personality, find your character. And with your character and your personality, you can definitely end up wherever you want to end up. And what's the future? For f- uh, future forward essay, Nana, <laughs> what 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 happens next? What's your hope for for the program? If we can see future forward being rolled out throughout the country, that would be um, touching in every school, every learner. Because I really believe, especially the ambassador program, that it's a brilliant program that touches on learners at school, and it also touches on young people who are unemployed. Um, 
living in our communities. So, so do you, do you then employ the ambassadors? Are they employed by you? We, um, your we company? partly with the currently in Eguruleni, it's partially us and partially City of Eguruleni. Um, City of Eguruleni has a very has a. Mon, I must just say big ups to Eguruleni. I'm not from Eguruleni, ne? <laughs> yes, but I must say big ups to Eguruleni because even when you're driving by Eguruleni, it's cleaner. Then Joburg. <laughs> I think there's something happening there and that, that, that government must get, must get a big ups. I really do think it must get a big ups. Yeah. And then to know that they're partnering on such, such important work is also quite fabulous. No, they really are trying. Um, there's a program that they write, an internship program. And I don't even know them. I must, I must talk to you. You must come to Egurulene. I must talk to you. I give some I really. You must come to Egurulene. So what they do is they just, they encourage, um, companies to take um young people that are unemployed so they they have young people submit CVs they have i think a pile of CVs thousands of CVs that they collect and then they try and place these these young people in companies and they pay a stipend so it's it's a learnership or an internship program that they run so what we've done then is these field ambassadors because our company now is like I said to you, mm. we're really, really struggling with resources. We are literally funding everything from our pocket, um, especially here in Gauteng. Then we, a three-year-old they company get, is a small company, so big ups to you on that too. You know, yeah, you, you know, know if you can talk to some of the people years. who started, some of our employees when we started. <laughs> I mean, we would not pay them. <laughs> some of them would leave and come back because I think they believe in what we do. Now we do. Oh, good. Yeah, now we do. At least <laughs> now we try. <laughs> <laughs> but the ambassadors are then remunerated through the internship program, Yasei Gurulene. So for now, at least, uh, at least we are sure they are getting something every month. And nobody's gonna leave them. If, if, <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't for that, oof. I don't know. Yeah, that's why we're only able to start the ambassador program this year instead of 2012 because we're struggling with finding means to remunerate them. Mm. So it's funny because when you try and do um, programs that you think, you know, companies and institutions would jump at at sponsoring or funding you because it's something that speaks to, I think, everybody's heart. Sure, you struggle. I could I could relate to the lady we're talking to on the phone. It's mm. It's not easy. And having gone through all the ups and downs, what is your proudest achievement with your company right now? I think the proudest achievement is the actual is actually the ambassador program. Um, even with the ambassador program, how because these young people like Abomas Chaba, we take them through trainings. Um, they are currently during the school holidays. They've been going through intensive training. Um, some of them are even. We, I can see that. You know, some of them are not even sure if they want to carry on because we give them work to research Good, on. You must work hard. Yeah, so we, we, we really, I think we are trying to, so that at the end of the um, internship, we'll obviously absorb some of them, but the ones that we can't, maybe we, we know that wherever they're going to find employment, they'll be better than where they were when we started with them. So we are taking them through very intensive workshops, training, um, and that's what we are also going to be doing with the learners. I love that. Better than where they were when you started off. Thank you, ladies, for coming and chatting with me. Thank I you. definitely feel better. You know what? I do. I feel better. I so. People out there that are not just narcissistic, like they were talking about on the concert show, that are not just self-centered, that are doing good work, and the good work is paying off. It's paying mm. off 
both emotionally for you and it's paying off financially. It's paying off. No, so good work does work. And that, yeah. that. And if you do anything on Saturday that's for your 67 minutes, I hope that 67 minutes gets you thinking about what you could be doing all the time yeah. to make the world a better place because we actually can. Yes. Like one woman can. One woman can make a difference. You just have to start somewhere. Definitely. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Pumi Mashekho, and you've been listening to Womanza. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com.